Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Dallas, Texas still. Yes, today is, what's today? Tuesday, June the 7th, 2016. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. We appreciate you guys for joining in, uh, for dialing in and joining us every day, for inviting your family, friends, coworkers, and associates. Tell everybody you know to dial on and, and connect with us here. Visit our website, www.windreamscollide.com. That's windreamscollide.com. Become a VIP, a vision impact partner, and subscribe to the list there. So you're one of the first to find out about different things that we got going on, events, tools, resources. We have some exciting things coming up very, very soon. You'll be the first to find out. While you're on there, go ahead over to the Straight Talk Woman Talk tab. Ladies, get connected. It is a powerful platform for women. Straight Talk Woman Talk is a kingdom principle-based platform that's grounded in authenticity and truth with zero judgment. We had our weekly session last night. Uh, we meet every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. via telephone. Uh, our series, Detecting Jezebel, is on fire. You don't want to miss it. And if you have, you can check out all the replays from it on there. Um, also, all the replays from Motivational Moment in the Morning are on the One Dreams Collide website as well. But, ladies, join us June, uh, uh, July 24th in Atlanta, Georgia, and August 13th in Houston, Texas for the Straight Talk Woman Talk in part sessions together. We're going to come, small group sessions, and really just do all of the work that is required to make sure that whatever it is that we're carrying, we can release. And so a phenomenal environment, powerful women to be connected to, so you want to secure your seats there as well. Also, while you're on the site, slide on over to Build It For Your Last Name, or you can go to builditforyourlastname.com. Check it out. Get the gear, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we'll be shipping those out this week. We have so many people who have placed orders. We're playing catch-up at this point, and that's an awesome challenge to have. But, um, man, we have so many folks out there making the decision to, to stop hustling for their first name and begin building it for their last name, regardless of whatever company they're a part of, what industry they're in. We believe strongly that an inheritance is what you leave for people, but a legacy is what you leave in them. And it's time to stop hustling for your first name and build something for your last name, something of substance and significance that can stand the test of time. And so get the gear today. For those of you who are building in direct sales, MLM network marketing, you want to get connected to our events, click on the events as well and check it out. We have a boot camp that we'll be doing on June 25th, 2016, right here in Houston, Texas. Head on over there and get to all the details, information. You want to make sure you are in the house for that, too, ladies and gentlemen. We are so excited about this season and what's happening. We cannot wait uh, for, for more to unfold. And so let's go ahead and get this call started on this morning. If you're driving, put in your earpiece. If you're stationary, pull out your pen and your paper. We ask that those of you who are on social media that you pull those pages up, post your notes on social media, tag us in it, use the hashtag when dreams collide so we can see it and connect with you there as well. Honey, why don't you come onto the line and say good morning to our VIP. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. 
Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes. Did you hear me? Hey, did you hear me this morning? I said I am excited about your future. I want to talk to you from a thought this morning, the will to win, the will to win. Yes, it's going to take your willpower. See, the two most important powers you're going to have to develop and discover are staying power and combat power. Do you have staying power? Will you... To have staying power means I'm going to stick and stay no matter what they say. I'm going to, oh, there it is. I'm going to stick and stay no matter what they say. It's called staying power. See, you're going to be challenged. Yeah, you're going to face all type of circumstances. You may go broke attempting to become wealthy. You may, you may have a breakdown before the breakthrough. That is a part of, it is the Requisite to having a fulfilled life. See, there's a difference between achievement and fulfillment. Achievement is self-serving. Fulfillment is people-serving. And it's so amazing to me that we are now celebrating lives and celebrating people that are only concentrating on achievement when we ought to be celebrating people that have fulfillment. Yeah, you've got the money. Yes, you have the cars. Yes, you've got yourself established and you've got yourself connected. But are you really fulfilled? Do you have the, the, the peace that comes with fulfillment where you're not looking over your shoulder? You're not worried about what's going on here and what's going on there. You have found yourself in the critical place, in the crevice of life where you're able to function and flow operate in your gift. Your personality is embraced. Your purpose is being revealed. See, it's going to take staying power. Oh, but not only does it take staying power, ladies and gentlemen, I've come to discover it takes comeback power. Willie Jolly says a setback ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. It's going to take some comeback power. Will you be willing to come back? Do you have the will, will to win? Do you have the will to win? You've got to will it to happen. See, it just won't happen because you want it to. It just won't happen because you're going to work on it. It just won't happen because you're a good person. It just won't happen because, you know, you, you, you just you have the great, grandiose idea. It's going to happen when you have the will. Do you have the will? The will to win. The will to overcome. The will to face the opposition, the will to come back again and again and again and say, it's not over until I win. It's not over until I win. Do you have the will to pull yourself off the brink of death? Do you have the will to fight it in your mind? See, if, if you can win the battle in your mind, you can win the battle in your life. Do you have the will to keep going when you're breaking, when your body is giving up? If you're tired of starting over, then you need to stop quitting. If you're tired of starting over, you need to stop quitting. Old age wrinkles the skin, but quitting, it wrinkles the soul. I'm 
I'm asking you, do you have the will, the will to win? Oh, you're going to be battle-tested when your talent is never going to be good enough. See, your talent won't get you the championship. Your talent may get you to the playoffs, but talent won't get you to the championship. It won't make you a champion. It's only going to be your will when they've broken down every fiber of your being, when they've broken down and assassinated your character, when they've broken your name down, when they've attempted to assassinate the very makeup of who you are. It's the will to win. When you don't, uh, when you don't feel like going on anymore. When you look around and everybody that you thought had your back is no longer in your face. When, when, when everything that you thought was going to happen and everything that you thought was working, when it breaks down on you. You know, sometimes life will hit you so hard, you pull off on the side of the road, turn on your hazards and act, and act as if you're waiting on AAA. When in actuality, you're just waiting Ways and hoping nobody sees that you're in part. Many of us, we've put our lives in part because we haven't been with, we haven't been able to withstand the blows of life. You just, you're not functioning. You're just, you're just going through aimlessly. You have no destination. You have no objective anymore. I mean, things can get so bad in your life where they've got to pump sunshine into you. They've got to pipe sunshine down to where you are. I've, I've been there. Where down seems like it's up. Have you ever been there? Where you're like, man, I don't need to hear another motivational moment. I don't need to hear another scripture. Please don't tell me it's going to work out. I'm ready to check out. I'm ready to be done. I mean, life will put a whooping. It'll put a whooping on you. That's why I always say that you're born looking like your parents, but you die looking like your choices. Because it's going to take the will, the will to win, the will to pull yourself off the canvas. Muhammad Ali says, I am the greatest, long before he even believed it. Sometimes in life, you've got, you got to lay on the ropes. You've got to play the rope-a-dope with life. <laughs> yeah, tell life, uh, take your best shot, baby. Keep swinging at me, and you keep leaning on those. Hey, I thank God for the ropes. I thank God for the ropes in life because if it hadn't been for the ropes, I may have fallen on the canvas. If it hadn't been for the ropes, I wouldn't be able to take my breath. If it hadn't been for the ropes in life, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to come back again and again and again. If it hadn't been for the ropes, you would have counted me out. But, but thank God for the ropes. I can play the rope a dope with you, baby. See, when I was leaning on the ropes, you thought I was out. When I was leaning on the ropes, life took its best shot at me. When I was leaning on the ropes, life thought it had me. When I was leaning on the ropes, the enemy thought I was going to be defeated. When I was leaning on the ropes, the enemy thought it was going to be over. When I was leaning on the ropes, the pundits counted me out. But they didn't know it's, it's my will to win that kept me on those ropes. I, I'm playing rope-a-dope with you, baby. I, I ain't falling. I'm, I'm leaning and rocking. I'm, yeah, you swinging, but I'm leaning. <laughs> I'm leaning because you're swinging. I'm, I'll take your best shot because... I've got the will to win. I'm, I'm out, man, I'm outnumbered. I, I don't have the finances, but I've got the will. I don't have the smarts, 
but I've got the will. I don't have your connection, but I've got the will. I ain't got your money, but I've got the will. I ain't got the time, but I've got the will to win. What's important now? W-I-N. What's important now? Can I ask you a question? What, what has you? Oh, God. What has you? What has you coming back again and again? It's got to be bigger than money for you. It's got to be bigger than fame and recognition. Even if they don't know your name, they've got to have an idea that there's something inside of you that's dying to come out of you. It's the will. It's my will that pulls me up when life pushes me down. Shucks, did you hear me? It's my will that pulls me up when life knocks me down. See, you can get knocked down seven times, but... As long as you get up eight, it's the wheel that'll pull you up. See, sometimes your skill won't pull you up. Mm. Sometimes your skill won't pull you up. Sometimes your skill won't be enough. Sometimes your skills, your, your the things that are, are see, oh, God, I heard you. It's the unseen that brings you on the scene. What is the unseen, Jared? It's my will. See, what you see I'm more than what you see. What you see is just somebody that's going after it. What you see is just somebody that has a little something going on. What you see is somebody that's broken, broken. What you see is somebody that, that, seems, that seems as though they can't move on. What you see is somebody that, see, that it seems like can't, can't do better, that can't go further. But what you don't see is the unseen. It's the will to win. What you don't see is my my find, the finding of the answers in the heart. What you don't see is my will to push through. P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. Push. You've got to prospect until success happens. Push. Ah, when a woman's in labor and she's there on the table, ah, she must pray. Ah, shucks. Sheesh. Uh, she must be willing to flirt with death just to give life. Are you, oh, do you have the will to push, push past the pain? Do you have the will to push, push past the letdown? Do you have the will to push? Push down the circumstance. Do you have the will to push in spite of this trouble? Do you have the will to win? Oh, it's the will. It's the will to win that it gets you off the canvas. And let us raise your hand. Do you have the will to win? Wow. Do you have the will to win? When a woman is given birth, she must flirt with death in order to give life. When you are given birth to something purposeful, to something that is substantive, to something of significance, it's going to be the most difficult thing that you ever do in your life. It's going to be the most painful thing that you do in your life. You're going to want to quit. You're going to want to give up. But you got to give birth to that new vision. You have to give birth to that new dream, that new goal, that new idea, and you will flirt with death. You will flirt with the death of 
unhealthy relationships. You're going to flirt with the death of unhealthy thoughts and feelings, actions and emotions, all of those things that you used to say and do that were no good for you and didn't serve you. They're going to have to die. Something's going to have to give. There's no way that you can give new life and not have to let go of something, and in some cases, someone. It's just part of the process, ladies and gentlemen. What, what are you willing to give up? Because whatever when you are willing to give up what's in your hand, God will release what's in his hand. And what's in his hand is way more powerful and way more purposeful than what we can ever hold in our own. You've seen all those pictures and stuff on social media where Jesus is standing there in front of a little girl, and the little girl is there, and she has this itty-bitty teddy bear in her hand. And, and uh, Jesus is holding one hand out to her. The other hand is behind his back, and he's on his knee holding one hand out to her, telling her to give him the small teddy bear. And her response to him is, but Jesus, I love it so much. And, and what she doesn't see is behind his back, in the hand that's behind his back, is a gigantic teddy bear, bigger than her. And all he's asking her to do is be willing to give up the little bit so he can give her the much. What, what is that little bit that you're holding on to and that you have been holding on to for so long that you won't let go so you can get the much? If your hands are full with the little, you don't have room for the big. You must remove what you have in order to get what it is that you want. That's just the nature of life. That's just the way that it goes. You know, in the Bible with Abraham, God told Abraham to, to, to go and sacrifice his son Isaac, to give him up to him as a burnt offering. Now, for, for anybody who has a child, for anybody who has given birth to anything that they love so much, giving it up is the hardest thing to do. Nobody wants to do that. But Abraham acquiesced. Abraham said, okay. He, he, he said, I'll do it. Some of us don't even get that far. God, if it just feels like God might say, give it up, or somebody might say, give it back, well, we're already running and scrambling and tucking, attempting to, to, to hide it and keep it away from everybody else. But here it is, his son, his, his one only son, the only child he was able to, 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 to bear with his wife Sarah, the only one. They were, they were way past child-rearing age. Way past. But Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham didn't have seed to produce. It was tough, but they conceived. And so their entire life they waited for this one child, and here he is. And God is saying, give it up. Your entire life you may have waited to receive that one thing that you got yesterday, and God is already telling you to give it up. Would you do it? Abraham said yes. And he took his son. They walked for three days to go uh, on top of a hill and for him to sacrifice it. And Isaac, you know, because he worked alongside his dad, he knew the process of giving burnt offerings. He knew there had to be an animal involved. So he asked his dad, he was like, Daddy, I see the wood. I see all the tools. I see everything to 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 put up, the, to, to start the fire. But where's the lamb for the burnt offering? I, I don't understand. The very thing that we need to sacrifice to give up is not here. Abraham's only reply to his son was, God will provide. The Lord will provide. So Isaac said, okay, and they went on. And they get to the top of the mountain, and Abraham lays down his son. Can you imagine that feeling when, when Isaac discovered he was the burnt offering? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the look that he gave his father, the tears that was rolling down his eyes, the questions he was asking, 
I thought you loved me. I, I thought I thought I, I was your beloved. How, how how could you do this to me? How how, how could you, man? I, I thought I, I thought I was your son. Can can you just imagine looking your child in the eyes and saying, "I gotta give you up. I gotta sacrifice you." But Abraham was willing to do it, and just as Abraham was getting ready to take his son's life, he heard a noise, and an angel called out his name and said, "Abraham." And over in the thicket, as the Bible says, the bush, there was a ram. There was a ram in a bush for him. And it was that ram that the, that the Lord provided. And Abraham kept telling his son, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. It was that ram that showed up at the very last second for Abraham to use instead of his son to, to, to sacrifice as the burnt offering. Because Abraham believed the Lord will provide and, and was willing to do what God asked him to do, God provided. He wanted to test him and to see, do you love me or the things? You are so caught up in your work. You are so caught up in what you're doing. You hadn't even talked to me, the very maker who gave you the vision, the idea. But before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart. I knew you before anybody. So how are you going to spend more time with everything and everybody else but me? And so Abraham got what it is that he promised. He got to, to, to do the burnt offering and, and to keep his son in his life because God showed up as he always does. But some people aren't even willing to take the step. They're not even willing to walk one step, much less 10 miles, to go and sacrifice something. What about that business you've been working on for years? My husband and I poured our life out into a business for years, for six years. There was blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice. We went broke to accumulate wealth. We did all of the things. And God said, give it up. Give it up. You know how hard that was to give that up? That wasn't an easy decision. That wasn't just something we woke up one day and said, oh, okay, I'm time to go. No. It took prayer. We had to fast. We, we questioned God. Are you sure this is what you want us to do? Are you serious right now? As much as we put in to build this, you want us to let it go? And he said, yes. And all I can think about is the pictures of Jesus and the little girl with the teddy bear. All I can think about was Abraham and Isaac and, and the ram in the bush. And I can, and I just, I just, my confidence increased. And I said, you know what? If he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. All we have to do is just be willing to put in the work, willing to make her sacrifices, willing to say yes, willing to do it anyway, in spite of the fear, in spite of the hesitation, in spite of the doubt, in spite of the negativity, in spite of the, the backlash, the ostracizing, the defamatory things, the character assassination, in spite of it all, I, I have the will to do it anyway. And because we were willing to do it anyway, God was able to show us what he had behind his back. He was able to release that to us, which was much bigger, much better, much more peaceful than anything we ever had in our hands before. Why? Because we were willing to do it. If you are just simply willing to do the work, willing to let go of what's behind you and press on to that mark of the higher calling before you, you'll receive whatever it is that you've been praying fasting, crying, and working for.
you just got to have the will to win. Honey? <sighs> what is coming is better than what is gone. I think of that picture. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's floating around on the Internet. Well, it seems as though the silhouette of Jesus is on his knee and the little girl has the little teddy bear. And uh, he's extending his hand to her to say, give it to me. And uh, behind his back, he's got a bigger teddy bear. Ten times the size that she has in her hand. Mm. What a portrait of possibility. And uh, so many of you, you've got... It's so small it fits in your hand. If it fits in your hand, it's too small. You've got to let that go. It's, it's the will to let it go. You've got to let that little teddy bear go. You've got to let that little salary go. You've got that little, you have to let those little-minded people go. Yeah, you've got to stop hanging around people that can't wait, wait to diss you. you hey, you've got to stop hanging around people that can't wait to diss you. They want to disrespect you. They want to disconnect from you. They want to disassociate from you the moment to leave. But God is saying, I've got something bigger. You can't see it. Every, hey, shucks, I heard you. Everybody else can see the picture. But you can't see the picture because you're in the frame. Everybody else sees there's so much, so much bigger that's coming for you. There's so much better that's in store for you. See, sometimes everybody else can see the gift that's on your life, but you can't see it because of what's in your hand. But God is saying, if you've got the will to let go, he's going to pour out a blessing that you have not room enough to receive. And that blessing is going to be bigger than money. It's going to be bigger than a platform. That, 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 hey, this next blessing is going to be your peace back. He's going to give you the peace that passes all understanding. They're not going to be able to understand how you came back. My setbacks may have amused you, but this comeback it's going to confuse you because I've got the will to win. God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.